Thank you for tuning in to the Soul Purpose Podcast with Coach Brian Thomas. I'm so glad you decided to join me on the journey of life, liberty, and a pursuit of purpose. Let's get started. Well, 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 we are here again at the Soul Purpose Podcast. I have a very special guest who is um, on a little bit of uh, business and vacation out in the West Coast uh, right now. She is breathing in the wonderful West Coast air. Um, I had the wonderful opportunity to uh, meet her in person last year when I was still living in Detroit. And she is a little bit feisty. She's a little bit sassy. Um, But our conversations have been rich because she offers something very, very special to the world. Uh, Not only an expertise in what it is that she does, but she is a believer that follows behind certain principles that will let you know why she is as successful as she is today. So without further ado, I want to introduce to some and reintroduce to others and uh, a rude awakening for those that are not in their purpose Mrs. Sheree Hamilton, or short for the good old C. Ham. C. Ham, I ain't using the first and last name. We already said that. Folk gonna be trying to look you up after this. So I'm gonna say C. Ham as many times. <laughs> Let the people know who you are. Introduce yourself to the, to the uh, listeners so that they can know um, who you are. What it do, what it do. Hello, Coach BT. Hello, fam. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is Sheree Hamilton, aka the real C Ham, C Ham, um, on uh, social media. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, QC, born and raised, Queen City, other known as Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, Southern Belle, if you will. Um, sassy, feisty, you know, but not sweet. Majority, majority sweet. Most of the time, unless you said majority. I said most of the time. That's I need. A, I need. A, I need a percentage of the time that you say you sweet, because I'm. I might debate that. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I'm. I'm a little. I'm a little sugary, more sugary and sweet than than them. I think you know. I wish y'all could see my eyes right now. <laughs> 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 I don't know where you can get this all in necessary. Um, let's see. I'm funny by profession, but it doesn't. It doesn't define me. So, you know, I, I always throw that in if necessary. It doesn't, you know, it's just something I do. I went to school for it and, you know, passed that good old bar exam and, you know, got that good old license and maintained that good old license. And that's just something I do, but it's not who I am. I'm a woman of God, Christ follower, Christ chaser first. And just happy to be here to talk to you. Well, let's get down to the nitty gritty of the questions, which... By the way, when we get off of here, we get a little bit more time. I got a little story to tell you um, just about this summer and everything that has went on. So that's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother conversation that y'all would not know about because y'all so nosy. Anyway, <laughs> so as an attorney, what are some of the benefits and the joys of what it is that you do? Because many people will look at, you know, what an attorney does and they don't really understand the hours of research and the work that you put in. So 
let's talk about some of the wonderful things that you get to do every single day in your profession. Wonderful things is bringing closure to things. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm what's called a transactional attorney. So you have, um, generally speaking, transactional and and litigation. So litigators are those that you, most people think of when you think of lawyers or attorneys. Those in front of the judge, those that go to court every day. Transactional, we're the ones really that are dealing with the paperwork. That's how I explain it to my clients. Just dealing with the paperwork. I'm dealing with the papers, dealing with clients, dealing with the opposing counsel and and that kind of thing. Um, And so bringing closure and and helping um, because Dealing with the legal process, it's, 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 it's personal. Um, it, it, whether it's a monetary, financial, personal thing um, where you're losing money or, or gaining money or losing property or losing something of value to you, whether it be sentimental or emotional or financial or physical, um, or you're gaining something. And so you're wanting to preserve that. You're wanting to make sure that, um, that it's protected. You're wanting to make sure you're getting the best benefit out of it. So you want, you, you hire somebody like me, um, or maybe not like me, but somebody that (laughs) went to school has the same trajectory as me, (laughs) um, to protect that, um, or to make sure that you're, uh, you're, are covered, and so that, that's the, the best benefit for me, just to, to make sure that I know I'm doing a good job and to know that I'm bringing some kind of closure, even if it's not the, the best outcome um, that someone thought, it's, it's bringing a, a, an end result um, and prayerfully the best result um, for whatever the situation is. Well, that is a bit of... <laughs> information um, a lot of information in a, in, a, in a short time from the see ham see ham now coming out of the coming out of the south um and being that you are a southern bill how did you become so well-rounded because here you are in the west coast and i can't tell you from the south like you ain't got you ain't got the country accent like sometimes they come out with me. It's just like you kind of found your voice. So how did you become so well-rounded in the personality that you have? I mean, mine comes out from time to time as well. Um, but I've, I've been told that my whole life. You don't sound like you're from Charlotte. What? Um, just, I don't know. Just being, not saying, necessarily saying I'm, I'm well-traveled. Not, not by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not... I didn't grow up in affluence or anything like that, but um, I was in great programs um, where I learned etiquette and all of that stuff growing up um, and exposed to different things that um, someone with my background may not necessarily have been exposed to. Um, So that, and just putting myself out there, like you said, when we met, um, and and this was offline, I don't know if it's okay to share, but I'll share it. When we met- so you said when we met and I walked in and I had this, this like presence. And so like, I've, I've been told that my whole, I've been told that my whole life. Like I walk into a room, even as a little kid and it's just something, it's just the presence of, I don't know. Um, like I run things and I've always been like that. <laughs> even in college, I'll say this. And I know your platform is broad. 
So I'll say this, like even in college, you know, you're in college, you go to the club. We don't go party. We're gonna go to the club, right? Oh, is, that, is that the part? Is that the part of uh, of your testimony that you want Jesus to blot out real quick? But no, this ain't no. <laughs> Everybody go, come on. You in college, you go to a party. You gonna go? You oh, I went to plenty of them. No, yeah. I know. So, so me, I'm gonna walk to the front. I don't care. Period. I'm standing in line. It's not like I knew anybody. And most of the time, I'm going to tell you, it was only like a handful of times where somebody checked me like, yo, what are you doing? Get in line. What are you doing? But I would just assert myself like I'm supposed to be there. And so that's how I do. Like, and that's how you should run your life. Not necessarily being in places illegally. (laughs) Like you're not supposed to be there, but just have the confidence like I'm supposed to be in these places. If I see myself that I'm supposed to be there, I should I should carry myself in that manner. And so carry yourself in with that confidence that you're supposed to be where you think you're supposed to be. And so that's how I that's how I roll. Now I will tell y'all this: her confidence is is refreshing, and to see a woman like herself that is doing the things that she's doing in the various communities, I can tell you, she is somebody we may not talk. Uh, as often as I may talk to somebody else, but the conversations that I have with Seaham are definitely ones where she offers and contributes something of value every time. Even when she is being like funny, because we'll be going back and forth or whatever, and she'll say something and it'll be funny, but it'll be insightful at the same time. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. You can't be disguising all this this funny talk as wisdom. She be getting me all the time and made me think. Now, being that you are an attorney and being that you have these busy days, how do you navigate in a space where sometimes a man can come in and try to try to make you look like you don't know nothing and then you sit down and your, your nice little smile like you gave me in Detroit just... <laughs> I mean, just hand him the hand him the understanding that you're just not anything to play with. Like, how do you navigate in those spaces where men, and especially in the profession where men are going to try to overshadow you? How do you handle that with such grace? Oh, that's that was learned, Brian. I mean, oh, I was not, and I'm still learning. Because the clapback queen, which I have labeled myself. <laughs> yes, she is a clap. She is a clapback queen. In my top five of clapback queens of all time. Man, I mean, she and I and I speak to myself and speak of myself in third person a lot, but she can rear her head sometimes. Um, how do I do it? It's just that peace, like that peace of God, really. Um once I tap into, I've, once I've tapped into that in the past and recognize how that feels, I don't want to go back from that. So when somebody challenges me, whether it be because I'm female or whether it be because I'm African-American, whether it be whatever, whatever the situation is, I just have to not react, which is very, very, very hard for someone like me because um, I am very reactionary. Um, generally, um, but try not to react and just remember that it's because they are 
it might, it, when it comes to the profession, it's probably because they're intimidated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so recognize that I'm holding that power and not give them a piece of my power by, by lowering myself or succumbing to whatever they're trying to put onto me. So that, that's how I just, and just recognize that it's, it's, I'm holding the power here. Eh, we, we, you're not going to take me there. We're good. I know more than you, more than likely. <laughs> and even if I don't, you're not going to know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that is good. Now, one of the things that I also noticed about you, um, and I know when we talked in Detroit, you were mentioning about some things that you were actively working on. How does it feel to know that you are walking in your purpose? Definitely. Like it's all on you. So how do you like, how do you handle the aspect of knowing that you are in your purpose? Like knowing that every place that you step into, you're going to be successful because there is a certain, there's a certain authority that you carry. How do you, how do you feel about that? Like you're in your purpose. Like I talk to you and I'm just like, she's in her purpose and you can see it. Like, how do you handle that coming across people on an everyday basis who don't know? How do you, how do you do it? I just want to know because you're inspiring to me. It's funny you said that. That I honestly think I have so much more, and I'm I'm still searching for more to to give. I feel like this isn't it. Um. So for you to say that I'm walking a purpose, I do I do believe that's one aspect of her, of my purpose. But I don't think this is all I'm I'm put here for. No, we know we ain't all that put there for the to, you know to be sitting and doing the different things. I'm talking about this element because you just. You're powerful and mighty. Like I'm sitting there looking. And I said, let me let me open up my shoulders a little bit. I said, she finna <laughs> get me together real quick. I said, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I, you know what? Now you got this doesn't happen very often where I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I'm the I'm the master at leaving people lost for words. You see my face. You you see my Facebook page and the stuff that I put up. Everybody be lost in words. They don't know what to say. I'm like, mm-hmm. but, but I'm gonna quickly find them. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not lost for long. All right. <laughs> so, the next question I'm gonna ask. The next question I'm gonna ask. This should put you back. This should put you back. Um, back in alignment. Um, you out of alignment right now because you ain't got no words. So this will put you back in alignment. So, uh, being that as successful as you are and being that you're out here in these wonderful dating pre-relationship streets. I call it pre-relationship. I don't call it relationship. I call it pre-relationship streets. How do you navigate through the different guys are going to come? Cause let me tell you, y'all, this one right here, as much as we play and joke around, I truly believe that in a relationship, she has a lot to offer. So how do you handle knowing you have a lot to offer, but knowing there are not very many that can handle the capacity of what you've already built? It's been hard, actually. And I'm honestly, I'm not necessarily taking a step back, but I'm not, I welcome it, but I'm not in pursuit. So it's, I'm not really putting myself out there like I probably should, 
because mm-hmm. it's I'm not saying saying it's a waste of time, but I when I've done that, a lot of people aren't healed, and I just don't have time. I just it's not like I don't want to be a part of someone's healing journey because but I've done it so much and I was talking to a friend the other day about how I feel like I've I've operated in wife mode for 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 these guys and I they haven't been reciprocal on that and it's like why am I doing that you know um and so I don't have time for that (laughs) oh me I don't have time to give you wife wifely things when you really aren't reciprocating it wifely like not things are necessarily of like intimacy in the in the physical sense but like intimacy of the of the character and intimacy of heart um and you're not really reciprocal to me on that all the way um no so eh, i'm just doing me and jesus (laughs) you know it's time and um uh, Jesus is gonna be your is Jesus gonna be your Valentine? I promise you. If you say Jesus will be your Valentine, this podcast might come to eight. I brought no. in. <laughs> I want to make sure. I'm not one of those. No, but I'm just like I'm. I'm good where I am. Um, I'm good where I am, and I'm open to it though. I am. I'm open to it because I'm. 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 I feel from a lot of stuff. You know, we we all should heal from whatever traumas that we've experienced everybody's experienced traumas and I've, I've healed and I and I recognize it and I would want my partner to have healed on his own too and not expect me to um whether that for him you know and dump on me <laughs> so I experienced that and it's just like I don't got time that's that's where I'm at I just don't have time I want you to recognize that you you know it wasn't her fault if it's whatever the past relationship was, recognize your point in it. That's always my question. Like if there, if I'm, you know, I had actually tangent a little bit, had lunch with somebody earlier today before we spoke and he got, it wasn't a date or anything, but it was just, you know, a friendly lunch. And he recently got, got in, um, out of a divorce about a couple of years ago. And I'm like, you know, my, one of my first questions is, especially with someone that's been divorced, what was your part in it? Do you recognize it? Because I've also experienced his side, not this particular guy, but the guy dumping on him. She did this, she did that, da, 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 da. Well, what did you do? Because my thing is this, in every single relationship, it's never 100% the other person. I don't care what happened. I don't care what happened in a relationship. There's, even if it's only 1%, (laughs) you. You contributed something. I don't care what happened in it. So what did, as long as you're reflecting on it and recognizing, okay, what did I contribute? And you owned it and healed from it and reflected on it and processed it and and grown from it so that you could not bring that into the next, then you then we're good. Now you said something very key, and it's a blessing. You said healing journey. So you've gone through a healing journey. Describe the feeling when you're going through your healing journey and you recognize that some aspect of the hurting wasn't on the other person, but it was actually you. How freeing is that to know that you are responsible 
for the portion that was hurting, but you also have an opportunity to be free. How does that feel? <laughs> to use your word, it's freeing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weight otherwise, right? It's heavy. Right. Um, why carry heaviness? Why carry that cross? Why why picture Jesus, right? You, you know, I don't want to get all, you know, uh, passion or Christ on us, but you know, you're carrying this this heavy note, this heaviness, right? You're carrying this baggage. You, you I'm, I got to go to LAX very soon. You know, it's gonna be crazy. I got to carry on. What if I had a whole truck of luggage and I'm trying to navigate through this one of the busiest airports in the world, and that each bag represented. And I think there's a like a meme or something out here. I'm sure it's circled around like a million times. Um, but just all this baggage of hurt, anger, despair, grief, just drama. And I'm carrying that around with me everywhere I go. Like, why? It's 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 heavy. It's it's heavy, not even just just physically heavy, um, mentally heavy, heavy on our bodies, like our bodies, our temples that the Lord gave us. We only get one of these things, you know what I'm saying? And this thing will give out. Like the stress that that we put on ourselves really affects our organs, affects our blood pressure, affects our mind, affects affects our hearts, affects our our lung capacity. Like it really does. And so, why you know obesity? You know what? All of the stuff. So why go through all that? Let that stuff go. And so it, it, it was freeing because uh, I found that it was affected the way I consumed food um, the, and I was an emotional eater. And so, you know, weight would go up and down because, um, you know, I'm going to grab the Krispy Kreme donut and then immediately feel bad because <laughs> I felt, you know, and because I'm Southern, sweet tea pumps through my, through my veins. And so it's like I sip a, I sip a drink of sweet tea, a sip of tea, and it's like, oh, that felt like a hit. You know what I mean? I just get to hear this open song. I'm drunk. What you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so you know, like, why, why go through that when I can just feel free and be healthy of mind, be healthy of body, and be and have a that you know that cross like vertical and then horizontal relationship vertical with Christ and horizontal with those that love me and, and those I love so now that is a beautiful beautiful discovery so this is my next question so in relationships there are the aspect of uh contribution so for you when you are uh, perspectively looking at someone, how important is the contribution aspect? And what I mean is like this. You meet oh, somebody, Lord. you meet somebody, <laughs> he, he, you know, he got the height, you know, I ain't gonna tell y'all her height, but she gonna put her hands over her, her face. I don't care. I'm tall in my, in my heart. So that's what it is. She's taller. Her sp- she taller her spirit, but if you look at her license, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different testimony. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but how important is contribution? Because, you know, a lot of times we hear about the financial aspect of, you know, contribution, which I believe to a certain extent is important. But the emotional contribution, like how much should a person contribute 
to you as far as in a relationship, emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, psychologically. How important is that contribution? I'm giving 100, you should give 100. I'm not saying giving your all, but okay, 100 is like your all, right? (laughs) 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 Give Give me as much of you as you can after Christ, right? So mm-hmm. because we should be, because I'm at the point of marriage, so marriage building, building towards it. And that should, that's the mindset. Not that we go in like first day, I want, hey, I want to get married. You want to get married? Okay, we build it towards. Nah, don't do that. But, but giving of yourself to where you, if, if we both have a common goal, then Build towards that. I don't believe in when we when people say, you know, I'm I'm gonna get 50, you get 50, and you know, because somebody's always gonna be losing, you know, I, from 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 my perspective, because somebody's not gonna give their 50, and then somebody's gotta supplement that 50. So just give me all that you can give, um, and the, your capacity at that and in that moment, because I think, you know, life is is lived moment by moment. In that moment that we're in, give me all that you can give me. Um, and if you're seeing, you see I'm lacking in an area and you have the capacity to fill that, then do that and I'll do the same. I like what you said when you mentioned about giving what you can give because a lot of times people are giving from a place that they don't have the capacity to give. And then when they give it in their burnt out, they will be mad at you because they didn't really examine whether they'd be able to actually give that capacity. So giving the right. best that you can and the person understanding that your purpose and where you are eventually that capacity is going to increase. And uh, whether that relationship goes where you guys go together for all of eternity or friendship, you have both opened up your capacity to learn something. Now, let me dive into this for a little bit. So as a phenomenal woman who you're in many spaces, uh, and you probably deal with, you know, many men that are, could be high profile. What is your biggest frustration as a single woman of the things that you see? Because we hear this phrase, high value men. But let's be honest. The majority of the high value men out here got about as much purpose in their life as this remote that ain't got no batteries in it over here. So... What is your biggest frustration with the quote-unquote men of today and that high value on down? What's your biggest frustration? This is your chance. This is your chance to be honest with the listeners. Yes. Um, yikes. Oh, I, I really, it's a lot. It's kind of heavy. Um, Let's see, let's see, I'm gonna unpack this. I mean, so when you speak of like high value, right? The high value man, a lot of the times, and I've seen I've seen people speak on this, and some of this is true. A lot of times these high value men, those that are making a certain amount of money, um, let's say we're gonna go 
I'm gonna go 250 and up annually. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of options. So because of that, they're not going to really try to a lot of them there. I mean, there are some that will, right? Um, but a majority of them are not going to really give most women the emotional um, connection that they desire. Um, they'll give the material, but they're not going to try to relate, have um, be relational, um, and and provide the romance or whatever that's needed. Um, the spiritual connection, the intimacy that's really needed is just kind of throwing the money, dangling the carrot because you can move on because you have so many options. And so a lot of times when people get caught up in that dangling of the carrot, they may miss out on someone that they may call, I think the term that um, do, I don't, we'll say Voldemort, the he who shall not be named that passed away recently that we call, I think he called them beta men or whatever, that may lower than that, um, may pass over a dude that, um, is not making that amount of money, but may have um, those character um, qualities that that woman may be looking for, you know, and because they're focused on the carrot. For me, you know, I've experienced the, I don't like to use that word beta, but I've experienced, you know, those that, are, that weren't making the amount or whatever, and those that were making the higher number and found that the experience you could get a trash experience with either. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just, just, oh, what a trash experience. Because really, it doesn't, it, I mean, the money matters, of course, to a point because you're able to provide a certain standard, but the stat standard is not necessarily um, a criteria for me. Um, because not necessarily because I can provide my own because two together, of course, is great. Uh, we could do a lot of things when you pull together. And I think that's why marriage is so important. And I feel, and I feel that when people think we don't have to get married, but when you, when you put them together, put those incomes together, even if they're just two, you know, whatever, I'm, this is a tangent. I tend to do that. Let me get focused. <laughs> that's yeah. what makes this unique because you get a chance to be you. Right, I, I tend to be Alice and I will chase that white rabbit down that hole to Wonderland. So gotta reel me in. But yeah, so I just, you know, I don't get really focused on that um, because I just look at character. I look at, you know, have you have you gone through your healing journey uh, or journeys? Have are you, uh, If you've experienced trauma, are, are you bringing it in? Um, are you brushing it under the rug? Do you run from conflict? Or what is, what is your attachment style? You know, um, does it does it mirror mine? Does it match mine? You know, do we do we mesh? Do we click? What's your family life like? You know, do you want children? Do you have children? Um, you know, do, are you are you what's going on with your health? Do you take care of yourself? It's a lot of factors that I consider. So I just yeah, I look at all of that and with dating, that's kind of why I'm just chilling. Because you know, you when you when people that you come into relationship and you put on this mask and a lot of us do that. I don't personally, I'm, I keep it 100 at all times. So I don't really wear a mask for real. I mean, I guess I technically do a little bit, but I just, I just don't be 100 with you. And so I'm gonna give it to you, give it to you, you know, straight no chaser. And I know a lot of times that I don't receive that. Um, 
And so when when that mask starts slipping and I'm seeing you, you've been hiding that trauma under the rug, you know, you 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 run from conflict, you you ghost for little silly stuff. Um, because you know, it's just yeah, that's that's really the what I've experienced, just the silliness, um, the Im- the emotional immaturity, um and yeah, that's I think that that sums it up. I know that was a lot. <laughs> I took about three thousand notes off just that uh, that tangent right there. Three thousand notes. I think All I. Can right, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go back out of Wonderland because no, you good. <laughs> no, you good. I can use that to if I ever decide to go to law school. I got me a whole term paper right there from those notes you gave to me. <laughs> but um, we're gonna be wrapping up here in a little bit. Um, Cause you know, I stay busy. Like right after I get out of here, I'm going on another live uh, on Facebook, okay, but uh, yeah, I got to, you know, this season of my life, I'm staying busy. And that's one of the reasons why I'm getting, um, you know, interviews of phenomenal individuals like yourself that are going to really add to this element of my life. And like I said, when we talk offline, you will understand why I'm taking such a, you know, intentional approach um, to this. Now, you are in the Charlotte area, right? Yes. Okay. Now, is do you primarily do things in the Charlotte area, or are you somebody that somebody could pick up the phone and be like, "Hey, I, I need your help," and I'm in Idaho. I, I can, I can. So, with the thing about me, <laughs> you're gonna be like, really, really sure. So I am. <laughs> transitioning out of practicing I practice but <laughs> my practice is based in Maryland so I'm from Charlotte I recently relocated back to Charlotte but I've been mm-hmm. primarily in the DMV so the DC Maryland Virginia area for um majority of my career um and so my practice is still based out of Charlotte I mean I have a Maryland excuse me um but yeah I if you need to hit me up with something I can refer you that's what I usually do I refer people out I have you know, colleagues in various networks all over the country. So um, you can, you know, I prefer you not hit my inbox up, actually, with the stay out, of, stay, out of, stay out of DMs, fellas. Stay Please out stay out of, out of my DMs, but asking for a referral, because just, you know, yeah. But um, for other, you know, whatever. Yeah, just say, yeah, don't, just don't. How about we not even gonna go there? But yeah, um, but I physically am in Charlotte, yes. <laughs> that's funny now last question before we get out of here because you got a plane ride that you got to get on and uh, i want to be respectful for the time that you gave to me all right last question for those that are listening and they may be in a place in their life where they're feeling like they want to give up they may want to be a lawyer like yourself or like you have been or they may want to be a doctor, or they may just be in a place where they're looking to get some inspiration. What can you offer to those that are stuck in between the place of mediocrity on one side, but inspiration on the other side? What advice could you give to them to get them over to the other side? I am what's called a white border. So, you know, those like, um, you have a chalkboard and the whiteboards, right? So you have mm-hmm. the, the, you know, from the classroom, the big ones, but you know, they have the smaller ones at Staples, Office Max. I have so many of those. I have even a small 
like handheld when you get at the at the Dollar Tree or I'm not promoting this is not we're not promoting anything here but you can get them at whatever dollar store um that you know that you need to and so what I do I write out everything right write the vision make it plain make it plain write out what you're trying to accomplish and then make write out the steps it takes to get there and even if it's on the big big whiteboard you can make a vision board I'm not big on the vision boards because we get caught up on the magazine cutouts and looking at oh how look how cute that is and then we get distracted right I'm <laughs> we write it out just write it out on the whiteboard end result veterinarian I want to be a vet what what does it take to get there right you gotta go you gotta go get your bachelor's in a, a field of science and it has to be a hard science like chemistry or, or um I don't know biology usually biology you gotta go get the you gotta do four years three to four years and, and get your bachelor of science you gotta do that MCAT you gotta get into med school you gotta go do the four years of med school and then or whatever it takes I don't know I, I don't know the vet whatever but you got to get there. You got to do the licensing. You got to sit for the boards. You got to do all of that stuff. Write out the steps to get there. And then so you can break it down and piecemeal it. Because it's going to seem big. It's, it's a lofty goal, right? It's going to seem huge. But when you piecemeal this stuff out, you make it attainable. Me getting here, it wasn't like, although some people I know was just like, oh, I want to be a lawyer. Okay, let's just sit for LSAT and just that we, we got a huge, great LSAT score. We didn't study. We didn't prepare. We got into a great law school because, you know, our dad knew somebody or whatever. And we go and we get this great firm job and we do whatever. My I had to really push and connect and, and network. And, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, I didn't come from affluence. So, you know, it wasn't like it was handed to me. And so I, I networked. I, I, I found mentors that I still have to this day connected and so do that have your end results figure out how it is what the steps to get there and and check it off and keep checking off until you get to that end result you're gonna do it who you're gonna make it listen y'all see ham bought the unique awesome inspiration that she always brings um Again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and your travel schedule to catch up with me today. Um, I know you were saying, hey, we got to do this and that, but I don't miss opportunities to capture moments like this because I'll be able to listen back to this and you'll be able to listen back to this. And when God does the even bigger things, we'll look back and say, I remember when on that Monday night in October 2022 when we did this and you know, now um, C. Ham is all across the world. Can't even answer a phone call. Better get a text message. Bubble turn green because she in a whole nother country. You know, she the, uh, the iPhone don't even work. Like, I'm gonna just give me an answer. Don't you don't you do that? I will anyway. never. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for your time, for all that you have contributed to my life and the time that I've known you. The laughs, the uh, accountability, and most of all. Being an individual that believes in me, you know, you call me Coach Brian, you know, you think I'm crazy sometimes, and I do act crazy. Most but you have, uh, Don't do that. Anyway, uh, but you have believed in me, and I thank you for taking out the time to be here with me. So, there will be a season two, and 
Um, you and a few other people will be there. You'll be in your good gear, good dress up. I'll have my nice little gear on here, have a nice quality video. And um, depending on where we are in the world, if I happen to be in the area, I'm going to have my cameras and we're going to make a rock and roll because I want the world to be able to see the extraordinary individuals that I get a chance to interact with from time to time. So again, um, see Ham. Thank you for tuning into the Soul Purpose Podcast, coming in and talking with me. For those listening, uh, thank you for tuning into the Soul Purpose Podcast, listening, and we will catch up with you later. Peace out. Thank you.